Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, you've seen the title. We are finally talking about the different phases of an awakening. And I'm also talking to you about different symptoms that you're probably going to experience and that are like key indicators that you're going through an awakening or at least the beginning stages of it. So I hope that you find this informational. This is the podcast that got honestly the very strong majority of votes um, about a week ago whenever I asked you guys on Instagram key thing if you're not following me on instagram yet make sure you go and do that so you can get your say in what episodes you want to listen to it's at mads mess and it's linked below as well if you want to hop over there and join our community i also just want to say thank you to everyone who gave podcast episode recommendations i have so many incredible ideas for the rest of this calendar year which is actually so crazy to say that it's almost the end of the year which is like kind of fucked up I'm trying to stay so present but wow it's absolutely nuts how time is flying and I'm really not sure how I'm feeling about it so there's gonna be a like more personal episode coming either I don't know if I'm double posting this week or if I'm just gonna post it next week I'm just kind of like looking at my calendar, seeing what episodes I have planned, but I definitely want to talk about that. There are some things that I want to update you all on, and I also want to talk about social media breaks because this is the second August in a row where I take a little bit of a break. This one was a fraction of the time. It was just three days, not two months uh, of a break but I want to talk about that and everything so I feel like the next episode is probably going to be a more personal one so stay tuned for that I am just feeling called to share some updates with you guys so let's get into the episode that we're talking about today which is the stages of your awakening specifically when I'm talking about awakening I am talking about the kundalini awakening. The spiritual awakening is a portion of the kundalini awakening, but it's not the entire thing. And because I specialize in kundalini activation, it's what I do with all of my clients and it's what I went through and it's what I bring my clients through. It's what I'm going to focus on with you today. So the key difference between a spiritual awakening and a kundalini awakening are A spiritual awakening is you awakening to your triggers, your wounds, going through a self-healing process and residing potentially in the fifth dimension, but no more than the fifth dimension, which is not a bad thing. The fifth dimension is a fucking great place to be and it's definitely a more aligned version of yourself, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you understand how the world or the universe works. It means that your third eye in the seat of your intuition in your third eye is only subjectively related to you and it's not um, completely open to the workings of the world, kind of like I said. And that's not a bad thing. It just has to do with how many times you've awakened on the earth before And the vast majority of the human collective is awakening on the planet for the very first time. Going through a kundalini awakening means that not only have you gone through your own healing process and, you know, healing your intergenerational trauma, but you are also very, very aware of the workings of this planet, of the universe, of the dimensions, and you are fully tapped into your clairs. And Claire's are just your different mediumship channels. It is intuition at its highest capacity. So that's the the subtle difference. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into this topic. I've taken quite a few notes for today. Uh, 
And a lot of what I'm going to be referencing is in a blog post that I have on my website. It talks specifically about the Kundalini stages. So I'm going to link that below if you want to give that a read while you're listening or later on. Um, but we're going to dive into a lot more detail with this episode. So the first stage of an awakening is the awakening stage. So that is phase one. In Kundalini, this is what we call Aramba. And this is kind of like the energetic groundwork. So think of this as like knowing that you need to build a new foundation, but also knowing that because you need to build something new, you need to completely obliterate the foundation you're working on. So this beginning stage starts off with a lot of questioning. It really does feel like an existential crisis. It can feel very, very overwhelming. It's also known as the spiritual depression phase, which is kind of coupled with the dark night of the soul, but that comes in the second phase. And this is where you start really becoming aware of your karmic cycles, and they will typically start coming to a close as you become aware of them. Like the universe, this is when the universe is really going to force you to close things out. And it's going to happen with tower moments. If you've ever seen the tower card in the major arcana of tarot, it's, it feels exactly like that. Like if you've gone through it, you know it feels exactly like the picture shows or illustrates. And this is because that's that crumbling of your foundation. You need to get rid of everything that was only meant for your third dimensional self, not what's meant for your fifth or higher dimensional self. So this can be a really, really uncomfortable period. And it's often when people will make the decision to either go through the awakening or not. And then there's another phase in the awakening where people will either turn their back on the awakening or continue it and see it through. So this is really where people can become aware. And I think this happens a lot, you know, at certain points in people's lives. I'm not just speaking in terms of people who awaken, but I think we've seen this a lot with like Gen X and maybe boomers, but I want to say predominantly Gen X where they will... And there's no shade to, to Gen X. They grew up in, in such different conditions than we have as millennial and Gen Z. So please know I'm saying all of this with so much compassion. But Gen X dealt with like a certain level of their issues, right? And their wounds and their trauma. And then they kind of like adapted and, you know, just dealt with the rest and like brushed it off, right? that's kind of where you decide of like, okay, like I'm aware of these things, but like they're not that big of a deal. So I'm just going to like let them go and like basically deal with the things that are super pressing and life-threatening. And then kind of just like the rest isn't that bad because it's not life-threatening, right? So that would be someone who has chosen not to fully continue the awakening journey, who has done as much healing as they feel they can. And they decide to stay whether consciously or unconsciously, they decide to stay in the third dimensional construct for whatever their belief systems and wounds cause them to feel like they are obliged to stay in it, right? But then you have millennials and Gen Z who are the third wave of star seeds who have come to the planet to really shake things up, especially Gen Z doing a damn good job right now. Shout out to that generation. Um, where they say, okay, that's great. You've done like a level of healing, but there's so much more to this. And this is where the great awakening is really taking place. And that's not to say that millennials and Gen Z are the only ones awakening. That is not the truth. Um, but that is, it's their activations on a star seed level that are helping humans of all ages get through the awakening. So during the awakening phase, this is where you're going to question everything. You're going to question things that seem very philosophical but you're also going to question the small things like why do we label the color pink pink and also why is money a thing and why do we have to buy food when we need it to survive like you're going to have all the kinds of questions in the world and you're going to get frustrated because you're not well I think it's easier now because it's a little bit more like open because the collective is going through the awakening but I guess I'm stuck in referring to it as how I'm not stuck, but I naturally go and refer to these stages as I went through them. So when I went through them, there were no things that you could read and find online or talk to anyone about because it was not talked about. Um, I remember asking these questions like early 2012 and just like giving up because 
there was like nothing to find and I wasn't meditating at that point in my life yet. Um, but now I feel like it's a little bit easier, but I also think that there needs to be such a strong level of discernment if you're looking outside of yourself for answers. I always, always, always say question everyone and everything, including me. Just because I'm talking to you about the things that I know to be true, regardless of how strong of a conviction I have about what I'm talking about, I still want you to use your discernment and question it. And that's why I always welcome questions from you guys because you guys, first of all, ask really great questions and it has me thinking sometimes and going into my channel and learning more, especially in the masterclass. I really love that. But also it offers you guys clarification because there truly is an answer to everything. And that's what I love about the universe and universal intelligence. It's the coolest thing. But I think that as you go through this phase and also like the absorption phase, which we'll talk about in phase two, it's a part of phase two, like really use discernment, especially because we need to really do, I know spirit keeps telling me I need to do that like myth-busting slash spiritual red flags episode because that's kind of what helps you figure out red flags and like also using discernment but like all I can say is if you hear something and you don't feel right about it and I'm not saying like confused not understanding I mean like your gut is like "Mm, I don't know if that's very true honor that because there's a reason your gut feels that way so yeah by all means i'm here ask me questions challenge my positions on topics and things like that i absolutely welcome that Um, and i recommend you do it with anyone that you're learning information from because you're gonna know what's true because you're a soul and you just know what's true you just have to trust yourself um so back to the awakening phase there's like a big purging that takes place here you're gonna lose friends you're gonna have strained relationships with people or your relationship dynamics are gonna start changing or you're gonna feel yourself changing in the dynamics like you're not gonna feel the same way that you were for example if your you know friends like to gossip a lot and you're waking up to the state of the world and you know your own triggers and you have a more understanding about pain and you know where you gossip and why you gossip like where those wounds come from and what causes you to do that you might not want to take part in that anymore and so the relationship that you have with those people is going to start changing and it's going to start by you feeling a little bit awkward in those friend groups or in those social settings and things like that and this can lead to the spiritual depression because you're really not feeling like you belong you feel like you're Uh, the black sheep, a lot of people who identify as black sheeps are going to understand this process because it's a big part of it and part of the role of being very, very different. You're untying your Brahma knot, which is located between your root chakra and your sacral. So um, if you can imagine the curl of your spine, you're probably sitting on it right now, or at least you can become aware of it. And underneath your belly button, it's like the halfway point between the two. And this Brahma knot is super, super important to untie because it's what holds all of your third dimensional programming. Every single bit of it has to do with your survival instincts. And depending on the kind of karma you are clearing in this life, your survival instincts will be put to the test. For example, the circumstances that I went through during my purge were homelessness, not being able to afford food, and definitely walking away from some relationships that were not serving me. Um, And also, you know, admitting certain errors that I've made in other relationships that I needed to own up to and take accountability for, which honestly felt really, really good. And that's a big part of it, right? is recognizing your your part in everything that is going on. It's okay to change, but you can't just change and not recognize the role you've had in your current life circumstances. So you might be faced with a really tough Brahma knot untying, uh, like I had, especially with the homelessness and not being able to afford food. Losing a few friends, 
disconnecting from toxic family members. That is a super, super, super normal thing. I have not seen a single person go through it and not lose at least one relationship connection. Uh, It's extremely, extremely normal. And it's just because there are some people who are meant to be in your 3D life. There are some people who are meant to be in your healing phase. And there are some people who are meant to be with you only in your higher dimensional phase. And there are some people who are meant to be with you through every single phase of life. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? Is recognizing what place people have in your incarnation. And I think it you just take it less personally. At least that's something that I notice within myself during that phase. It's kind of like, okay, like some people are going to accept you as you evolve and some people are only going to like certain versions of you and that's fine, but that doesn't mean that you need to have them in your life long term or all the time. Um, So yeah, I hope that that gives you a little bit of clarity and insight. But the questioning phase, it can also feel like you're finally waking up out of a lifelong coma because especially when you start learning about the workings of this planet and like a lot of the things that I teach you guys, like I've said before, I've known these things for a very, very long time, haven't openly talked about them for a long time because it, well, I think, I think people get thrown in like psych words for some of the things that I've talked about. Uh, I'm really glad that I can show very clear, like strong mental faculty because (laughs) I feel like otherwise I would be thrown into like an insane asylum. Um, I'm kidding, but like, I'm not actually kidding. It's, it's actually kind of what has happened in the past. Um, you know, there are certain structures and systems on this planet that don't like to be questioned and, that is a big part of like coming out of this. It's it's soul amnesia that you're waking up from. It quite literally is a coma that you're coming out of. It's just a spiritual one. And we can talk about soul amnesia. If ever you guys are interested, maybe I'll put a poll up later this week and see how you guys feel about that. It's just the fact that when you come into the third dimension, you completely forget who you are unlike incarnating in higher dimensions so we can kind of have like a nice I feel like we could have like a decently long episode about that at least something that is informational so in sum the awakening the first phase is clearing out purging everything karmic cycles that start to erupt and show themselves make themselves clear you have tower moments you're questioning everything you feel isolated spiritually depressed you feel like you're going through an existential crisis And you feel like you're finally awakening to like the truth of the world. And this is because you're being spiritually repaired and your Brahma knot is untying. In terms of timing, I'm not exactly sure why that's come into my mind. That is being divinely guided because I didn't take notes on that. But in terms of how long this phase can last is entirely up to you. So I know people who start going through their awakening and they're like, yep, bang, bang, boom, like, it's done, clear it out over this shit. Let's move on, move forward and heal. And like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of people that are like that. I've had clients like that too. And it's like powerhouse type of energy. And I'm so here for it. That's personally not how my phase went. Um, I, like I said, had these questions early 2012, really suppressed that stuff. But I was really young, like I was barely a teenager in 2012. I was, I think, 15, no. Yeah, I was 15 years old, I think, um, or 14. I don't know, I was like an early teen at that point, and so I just don't think having a full-on spiritual awakening was completely in the cards for me. Um, At least it's not how I went about it. And... I definitely like stuffed it down and then when I decided to actually like get through my kundalini kundalini awakening I had stuffed things down for a really long time and then in my third year of university is when I really started going through it and I knew everything was bullshit and I was starting that phase but I only allowed myself to complete the first phase of my kundalini awakening at the like near end of like the summer of 2019 so from 
the end of 2017 to the near end of 2019 is how long it took me to get through um, my first phase. So it can take a really long time. Do I recommend doing what I did and like putting it off? No, I literally just caused myself a lot more emotional turmoil than I think I ever needed to go through. And I think that's largely why I felt so suicidal during that time period. I had been suicidal my entire life, but especially during that time period, like I was very, very not well. So from a professional standpoint, I can say it will take at least three months to decades if you push it that long. Then you get into your second phase, and this is the cleansing phase. And this is what's known in Kundalini as the Gata stage. And this is where you have your dark night of the soul. And everything around you has crumbled. Nothing really makes sense. Who you are doesn't match with who you've been, but you don't exactly know how to be who you are in a world that doesn't really seem to support who you are. Things continue to fall away from you. You're a sponge for new information. So this is really where people seem to go into the very deep and dark rabbit hole of truths that are often societally deemed as conspiracy theories and I'm not going to go deep into that today because that's a whole other conversation. I do, I'm going to link the Great Awakening map below and you can check that out and just take a look at it. I am going to advise you though, if you are someone who when you see something, you have to research it. I want to fair warn you that if you are someone who is going to be easily feared and disempowered by learning about these things, don't click on the link. Um, The information is very revolting, some of it. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, okay? It's why when I was in my teens... I refuted it. It made a fuck ton of sense to me, but I was like, I am not dealing with the emotional repercussions of this right now. And a lot of my clients who go down that phase can get really stuck on the frustrations and the fear and we have to pull them out of it because the information that is available to you to understand the workings of this planet are not there to inform you to be fearful. They're there to inform you so that you can be aware And through that awareness, be empowered to make a difference and to know the truth. Because if you know the truth, you're awakened. And that is an empowering, you know, piece of the puzzle for the collective awakening. But you also don't need to know those truths to go through your own spiritual awakening, okay? So if you don't plan on sharing universal truths with the world and universal truths and the workings of this planet are not of interest to you, don't click the link. If those things are and you feel you can figure out these things and learn about these things and not get into a fear state, go ahead, click the link. The map does not go into detail. It's just a map and it shows everything that is going to come to light in the next few decades things that a lot of people already know about, but it's not imperative to know about these things to have your own awakening. And I feel the need to stress that because there are hundreds of listeners and I don't want any of you to think that you need to read this map to know exactly what's going on um, in your own awakening, in your own healing. You can heal completely without this map. I've had, I have clients who have done it. They have no interest in understanding the workings of the world. They just want to be them best, their best selves and that is more than enough more than acceptable that is beautiful and blissful and the reason i'm sharing this with you is because despite my role here on the planet there are times where my own human ego or maybe my inner child really wishes there that she just didn't know some things it was very comforting to know that the things that i knew were true but it was sometimes you just wish that you didn't know. And that's where I'm going to leave that. So this is where I'm going to ask you to tap into your gut, not your ego. Tap into your gut and ask yourself if that's something that you truly need to know to become the best version of you. For me, it was. 
I needed to know that it wasn't all in my head. I needed to know that the insights I had and the understanding I had were very accurate and they were. It's not the case for everyone. If you could, Basically what I'm saying from a professional and personal standpoint is if you can go through your entire awakening not knowing the details of what has gone on and what goes on in this world, do it. Um, especially if you're awakening for the first time, which I know if you're awakening for the first time on the planet, you're like, how do I know if I'm awakening for the first time on the planet? If you ask that question, it's more than likely your first time. People who have awakened on the planet before, these things make sense to you. The Great Awakening map, you're going to look at it and be like, oh yeah, I already know about this stuff. Like I, I remember it. And awakening to yourself is going to feel familiar. Like, oh, I've done this before. Even though it, you don't say that logically or in, intellectually, but you just feel like, I feel like I've done this before. Like I feel like this is not new to me. So anyways, I'm going to link that map below. I did not create it. A group of psychonauts created it. That's what they call themselves people who go on uh, interdimensional ceremonies. So it's very, very accurate. That's all I'm going to say. Anywho, moving onward from that. The other thing that I want to say with becoming a sponge for new information is kind of like, you know, like red flag-esque of the fake awakening or not, what did I call it? Fake woke TikTok um, that is kind of going around. Just because someone is talking all this spiritual lingo does not mean that they have any idea what they're talking about. So this is where I want you to use discernment. People on TikTok like to hear something, regurgitate it, put their own personal opinion on it and label it as like the universe said this or I learned this about the universe whenever it's really just a personal perspective. For example, um when the episode comes out dying dying and how I experienced it a very personal perspective what I experience when I die is very personal might not be what you experience when you die so I'll talk about the objectivities of what happens when you die but what it's going to look like for you is obviously going to be very very personal to you other personal objectives are laws of manifestation opinions and perspectives on manifestation um, and things like that. So there are certain things that are objective. For example, the universal laws, the laws of karma, how many dimensions there are, what goes on in those dimensions, polarities, um, the seven hermetic principles, like those things are objective. Um, there are many other things that are more subjective and they are not laws of the universe. Like manifestation laws are objective, not subjective. Opinions on manifestation laws are subjective. So just use discernment. And one thing that I saw the other day, and I just felt like I needed to say this, anyone who you hear say, oh, a healer, a psychic, a person told me that I was a medicine woman or a shaman or a healer in a past life or claims themselves that they were those things in a past life, I highly, highly, highly urge you to stay away from. First of all, anyone who was a healer in a past life would not feel the need to announce it. Second of all, they would not need someone telling them that they were to know that they were. And oftentimes people say this because of spiritual ego. They feel like it gives them like spiritual clout when in all honesty, it's, it's very, very toxic Um, and it's not to say that everyone who knows their past lives and talks openly about who they were and what they did, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting the channel of like, there are, especially when you take information and you go and see, um, native indigenous shamans and they are teaching on TikTok. I follow a lot of those accounts and they know about their past lives and things like that it comes off very different. Like they don't start with saying, I was this in a past life and I'm this now. And it's just very authentic. And so if you ever see like an indigenous elder saying that and or an indigenous elder shaman saying that, please do not apply the same logic. Just use discernment. Um, But if someone is just like saying that, it's usually because they're trying to gain like some sort of superior recognition in the collective and 
the thing is, is like you don't have to have been a healer in a past life to be a healer in this one, vice versa. Just because you were a healer in a past life doesn't mean you're one now. Um, so just please, 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 please be aware of that. And please be aware that anytime you're watching tarot readings, you are opening up your energy to that person. You don't know that person on TikTok. You don't, you don't get the vibes off them right away. You got to tune into that first before you decide if you want a reading from them. Okay. Same with YouTube readers and all that stuff. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, please be careful on who you open your energy to. There's a lot going on out there right now. There's a lot going on out there. And I would much rather you be protective and maybe get a deck of cards on your own and learn how to pull tarot and oracle cards rather than like getting a reading every day because, you know, every day on your For You page, there's like 15, 20 people that say, if this reading is on your For You page, the universe sent it to you. It's like, no, babe, the algorithm did because the TikTok algorithm is really good. Literally, it's so good that I was texting a client two clients about them getting LASIK eye surgery and after talking to my second client about it no voice notes just texting guess what popped up on my in TikTok for you page <laughs> literally like LASIK eye surgery and ads for LASIK so just please be aware of that especially on TikTok it's a cesspool right now if you are looking for a tarot reader or a card reader or an oracle reader uh, I do have a colleague of mine that is really, really incredible. I do not offer card readings anymore. I love doing them, but it's just not something that I am open to doing anymore because my focus is on coaching and soul contracts. But I do have an incredible colleague who I can refer you to. So please DM me and I will get you connected to her. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. And it's literally 1444. 444 so spirit has sent yeah i have chills well big ones and i'm getting emotional spirit has sent that message for someone or some of you so again that's like the whole sponge phase in the gata cleansing stage the second stage and this is because you are opening up and cleansing your vishnu knot which is between your heart and your throat so this is where you begin to heal. Like, and I mean deeply emotionally heal and transcend all your wounds. You have a very deep sense of awareness of your triggers, where your wounds came from, and you start diving into them and you really start figuring out how you heal yourself and how you need to nurture your inner child and your ego to move on from this. I have an inner child meditation. It is completely free of charge. Please, please, please give that a shot. You can even fall asleep to it. I also have incredible binaural hertz frequencies their sulfagio tones and they will help you unlock your chakras and help you to heal specifically the 417 hertz uh, will clear out your sacral chakra 396 will clear out your root chakra so that's phase one and the one for the heart and throat chakra i just approved for mastering so i should have them by the end of the week so check my website i'm going to leave the link down below for all of my meditations and binaural hurts and you can take a look at them i decided to extend the sale that i'm having on my meditations i think for the rest of august i just feel like it's necessary all of my binaural hurts are always going to be free but the meditations are anywhere between like five and eleven dollars canadian currency but they're all on sale i think for five dollars right now or something like that and you can use the podcast code to get an extra 15% off. So please, 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 if you feel called to getting those meditations, please utilize them. Especially the chakra cleanse meditation might help a lot with this. But anyways, um, in the heart center is the fourth dimension. It's the bridge from the lower chakras to the higher chakras. So during the gata phase, the cleansing phase, you're going to be purging your solar plexus because you're going to be unlocking your heart and moving all of that energy up from your solar plexus through your heart to your throat, which is going to allow you to confront not ne not necessarily the people, but also sometimes you'll need to confront people from your life, from your past about things that have gone on. Or not necessarily from your past, but maybe you'll have to like internally confront things that people did to you in your past. 
and you're going to find your truth because the throat chakra where this knot is untying and leading your energy is your authentic truth. So this is where you start to become a better version of yourself and you self-develop and you self-actualize and you heal and you journal and you meditate and you do shadow work. A lot and a lot and a lot of shadow work. Now, a little piece of advice I want to give to you all doing shadow work. You don't have to go looking for shadow work to do, okay? There is a lot, again, on the fake woke TikTok side of things where it's like you need to go in and you need to figure out what's wrong with you. And yeah, I agree with that. You do need to figure out what is triggering you and what's holding you back and what's causing you to be anxious and depressed and scared and disempowered and in a victim state. But your shadows appear to you whenever they're ready to. You don't have to go looking for them. It's why when you get triggered, it's important to go into them. But if you wake up and you're having a good day and you're not experiencing triggers, you don't need to go and do shadow work that day. You can go and just live your life and enjoy your day. And that's okay. That's also part of the experience. But when a trigger does come up, take note of it, write it in your notes app, make a sticky note and journal on it as soon as possible. Meditate on it as soon as possible. And I highly encourage doing both of those things. My contemplation meditation is really great for getting to the root of triggers. Like it literally brings you through my 12 layers coaching prompt where you just like, you get to 12 different levels of like why that wound exists, why that trigger is there. It is the, and I I created this meditation based off of, I'll give you guys a quick little story time. I made this meditation based off of the experience I had doing it myself back in 2019 where I had to make phone calls for something important and I this is like so weird I haven't talked about this story in so long I've been getting a lot of like memories lately of my life and just like remembering like really random things this I've remembered my entire you know life but since it happened but there's just been really random memories coming up to mind it's been really interesting um but I remember sitting in the sublet that I was in in 2019 and I had to make a really important phone call and phone calls had always made me really, really nervous, like really like debilitating anxiety. Like I would not listen. This is so funny now that I'm remembering this. I like would not answer my phone. I wouldn't make phone calls and I wouldn't listen to my voicemails. Like I remember having like 150 voicemails at one point on my phone, which is like so sad to think about, but I was, it literally debilitated me. Even now I find it comes up a little bit, but the way that I work around that is I have voicemail visual, so I don't need to hear and like anticipate what someone is going to say. It's like a text message basically that I get with the voicemail. It's super, super cool. Shout out to whoever engineered that. Super love you for that. Um, But I had this phone call to make and I was so, so, so nervous and it was for a big girl job and I was like, you know what? Mads, you need to like get over your shit, man. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're in your 20s and you can't even make a phone call. I think I had just turned, I was either 21 or 22. So it was like really not that long ago, like three or four years ago. And I sat down and I was like, you're going to sit here and you're going to figure this out. And you're not moving from this spot until you figure it out. And I sat in front of a window and the sun was beaming on me and I sat facing it and I sat there in meditation with binaural hertz frequencies playing, and I just asked myself, why? Over and over and over and over and over again. Why do phone calls bother me? Why do phone calls bother me? No, why? Why does that bother me? Where does that come from? Why? Why? Over and over and over again. And to my new knowledge came through to me was that when I was growing up, when I was really, 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 really young, I lived in a very traumatic and chaotic environment and I never knew how my mother was going to respond to something she was very volatile a lot of things I'm just gonna leave it there I don't feel like getting into the mother stuff today Um, it's well healed now so I just don't feel the need to give her any more attention or energy than necessary Um, and it came down to it my inner child told me she's like because I never knew what to expect from her. I never knew what to expect from her whenever I would say the same thing on a different day. I could get a really good response one day, say the exact same thing the next day, and be completely berated. 
And I said, okay, interesting. How does that relate to phone calls? Because I can't see them. I can't feel their body. Like I can't feel their energy. I can't see their body language. So already my inner child felt like phone calls were a barrier to tapping into her intuition to, because I, that's a big reason as to why I have such strong intuition. It's not just past life related, or I guess the past life would have related into my current life circumstances and my, the childhood I chose for myself to keenly develop my intuition. But I use my intuition to know when to talk to my mom and what to say and to also gauge reactions so I could just basically survive. And she related phone calls to being a barrier to that because I couldn't see them. And I couldn't uh, couldn't pick up on energy that way. And I couldn't read body language and it freaked her out because she didn't know what to expect. My inner child was literally traumatized. And so we worked through that and I made the phone call and I went through a lot of healing. But my point is, is that exercise took me about 45 minutes to an hour to figure out that wound. I went layers and layers and layers deep. I went further than 12 layers. It was, it was a long session. Um, but it inspired me whenever I got into the work that I do to create this meditation. And so it's a contemplation. It's not technically a meditation. It's a contemplation. And I hope that it helps you in the way that it helped me when I went through it in 2019. And if you order it and you have questions about it, you're kind of confused about it, please email me at the customer service at madsmess.com email and I'll get back to you. And I'll, I'll kind of give you a step-by-step, but it, the description also gives you a little bit of information on that. So, um, yeah, getting back to all the other things, giving you guys a little story times. I feel like I haven't recorded in so long. The weeks feel long, the days feel short, and it feels like I'm living a month in a week and also feels like I'm living a month in a day. I don't know, just time is weird. This is, anyway, besides the point. So you're going to heal during this cleansing phase and you're going to start tapping into your higher self and your intuition. And for the most part, this is kind of where the spiritual awakening ends. Um, and you start going through a kundalini awakening after. I could argue and say that technically the spiritual awakening phase ends at the beginning of the third phase where you tap a little bit more into your third eye and untie your rudra knot but i do firmly know that untying your rudra knot has a lot more to do with universal truths than personal truths so just know that it's kind of like a gray area here when i say that it's kind of like the end of your spiritual awakening and really continues into the kundalini awakening so all of this is the kundalini awakening by the way Spiritual awakening, think of spiritual, S, spiritual, S, self. Think of, well, I don't have anything for a K with kundalini, but but the K sound, kundalini collective. There you go. <laughs> That's how you can relate it. I hope that helps. Kind of butchered it, but it's fine. So moving into the third and final phase of the kundalini awakening, it's the activation phase. And this is where your rudra knot unties. And this is the knot of your third eye so it's between your heart and third eye or more specifically between your throat and your third eye and this is when you begin to see the higher objective truths of the universe and of the world and become extremely aware of all subjective standpoints my favorite way to explain the latter portion of what i just said is whenever you get into an argument with someone and your rudra knot is untied you can understand your perspective, exactly what wounds are contributing to your frustration, your perspective. You can see their perspective, what wounds are contributing to their perspective and their frustrations. You can see the past life connection, the karmic connection, if there's any. You can see all of it and then like and beyond and beyond and beyond that you see every subjective standpoint you can see how their ego is taking it how their inner child's taking it how their higher self is taking it you can see the same within yourself you understand how it relates to past cycles that you've had past cycles that they've had in this lifetime in other lifetimes in mutual lifetimes like it's insane how aware of all the subjective standpoints you will be there are three different i hate the word levels because it uh, it sounds like ranking and it's not 
I want you to think of this as experience when I say levels, okay? The first level of, un, of opening up your third eye is about yourself, being very, very in tune of your, with your intuition, seeing all of your own subjective standpoints, and being extremely aware of individual, personal, subjective standpoints and objective truths, right? So when you get into an argument with someone, you should be able at this point of the, the awakening to see all the things that I just said about different subjective standpoints. The second level is subjective and objective standpoints about the world. So really understanding like when you look at, if you look at the uh, Great Awakening map, big, big indicator if you see that and you get it, big indicator that you um, have opened up your third eye to like the quote unquote second level. And then the third one is um, the connection between your third eye and your crown chakra. And this is where you are uh, very aware of the objectivities and the higher truths of the universe. And you are fully tapped into your crown chakra, the seventh dimension, and you connect with the divine and you receive downloads from the universe, not just from your higher self about your own incarnation, but about all of it. And this is often, this is where the majority of mediums are going to be. Not all of them though. Um, that's another conversation for another time. So that is the three different kind of like levels of untying your Rudra knot and how or you untie your Rudra knot, I guess it's like how deep you go into your third eye and your crown chakra once you've done so. And during the activation it's lifelong. You're always going to be activating new parts of your intuition, of your awareness, and you're always going to be learning new things. And you're going to be a lot more focused on your inner reality than your outer reality because you know at this point of the awakening that your outer reality is less than 1% of all reality. And so it really puts things into perspective. You also recognize that you contracted and chose to be in this life. Every circumstance, challenge, trauma, benefit that you've gone through, you know that you chose it and you're no longer a victim. Of course, you can release the victim mentality and you should be releasing the victim mentality in phase two um, on a personal level, but on a greater scale, you're going to experience that sort of empowered freedom uh, in, a, in a larger, more impactful way in terms of how that allows you to have a particular impact or service to humanity. All right, so those are the phases of the awakening. I want to jump into a couple truths about awakening and then get into 22 signs that you're going through your awakening. So a handful of truths that I want to share with you about awakening. You can be fully awakened but you're never going to be fully enlightened because in this human experience, there's always more to learn about the divine, about the universe, and there's so much to learn that you couldn't possibly learn it in a hundred years of being human. You can be aware of your own traumas and triggers, but being aware isn't enough for you to change. To become a higher version of yourself, you need to do shadow work. You need to change to experience change, right? This one is something that I saw on TikTok and I just kind of wanted to throw it in here um, about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So the divine feminine, the empowered, not wounded feminine, the divine feminine is not someone who lets herself get walked all over just because she loves unconditionally. It doesn't mean she doesn't have boundaries and having boundaries does not make someone have dark feminine traits or does not make someone a dark feminine. A dark feminine is the term that is used to describe someone who uses her feminine energy to manipulate others. For example, casting love spells. For example, using dark things and tools to make things happen to other people. In the opposing polarity, the divine masculine is not some helpless creature who can't get through an awakening simply because he has a masculine mentality, regardless of gender or sex. This heavily applies to divine masculine men, though. They're not helpless creatures. They're not helpless. They're not stupid. They're not lazy. They are extremely stubborn. 
(laughs) but that's also your inner masculine as a divine feminine can be very, very stubborn. Both the divine feminine and masculine within yourself need to be in harmony to have a balanced life. There is no one without the other. As above, so below, as within, so without. Whatever is happening in the cosmos is happening on the planet. So just take that as it resonates. It explains a lot with the Great Awakening map. As within, so without. Whatever is happening within you is represented to you externally. The key thing with this is that know your negative like thoughts and your fears. They don't manifest in the sense of like you're not going to cause bad things to happen to you. But you are going to be faced with it in your physical reality so that you can get over it. Um, I say that compassionately. Um, So if you have a fear of death, um, you might see news articles all the time about people dying. You might stumble across TikToks of people dying. We're talking about stories of losing loved ones, things like that. It's not because it's going to happen to you or to someone in your life. It's because the universe is telling you, your higher self is telling you, to like get over your fear of death, like figure out why you have a fear of it and then figure out what you need to heal from it. And then the final thing that I wanted to say is in terms of like truth of the awakening is that your negative, your negative cycles and karma, like your negative karma, the karmic debts that you have are not punishments. They're not punishments. It's not the universe damning you. It's no one damning you. It is you breaking cycles from a past life that you didn't get to finish. Think of it this way. You're in 11th grade high school and you don't finish your math test. You don't finish your final grade 11 math test. You don't do your grade 11 math exam. When you come back in September, they're going to tell you, hey, you need to do your grade 11 math exam if you want to go into grade 12. Same thing with karma. You chose to come back to earth because you had unresolved karma. Okay? That's a whole conversation for another time. You had unresolved karma. I am also here because I had unresolved karma. How quickly you clear that out, completely up to you. The quicker you clear it, the better the life that you have. The more you can learn, the higher you can advance your soul. On average, it takes, again, it's an average, it takes nine earth lifetimes to clear out all the karma that you experience on the earth and to become an earth graduate. It takes a long time. Some people it takes less, some people it takes more. Nine is the numeric average. You didn't come here to be punished. You came here to set yourself free, okay? I know it doesn't feel like that all the time. Trust me, I get it. Now, 22 signs you're going through an awakening. You doubt what you've been taught by others and by society. You feel dissociated from life or from your body. You're experiencing a fuck ton of deja vu, synchronicities, and symbolisms in your dreams. You question the meaning of life or human existence. The dynamics of your relationships are changing. You're very sensitive. You feel overwhelmed or overstimulated, especially when you're around other people. You feel more connected to your intuition You feel like spending more time alone and probably will spend more time alone. Be careful with this though because you might, um, if you're avoiding healing, you might also use over-socializing as an avoidance strategy to actually spend time alone and in your thoughts and in your feelings and in your purging. So just be aware of that. You feel like there is more to life than what you've been experiencing Like you know the life you've been living is not for you and that you want something bigger and better. You find guides in the collective. Now, I kind of want to put a side note on this. Anyone who's DMing you saying, hey, I have a message from the ancestors. I have a message from your soulmate. I have a message from your, God forbid, twin flame. Um, Don't. Just don't. It's scams, guys. It's bad energy. It's scams. So you find guides in the collective. You gravitate toward people. Um, If your body is in pain, especially in your hips, shoulder blades, and neck is going to be a key point because that's your hips are where you store trauma. Your neck is where you store stress and same in your shoulder blades. 
your anxiety is super fucking heightened. It's just um, extra sensory stimulation because your intuition and your auric field is starting to expand. So you're more sensitive and overstimulated. So you get anxious more. You could also just be anxious because you're having an existential crisis. Um, you find it easier to change your habits because you, you know nothing will change if you don't change. You experience cold and flu symptoms, but it never really turns into a cold. This happened to me so many times during my purging phase and my cleansing phase. Or yeah, I guess they're the same thing. Um, I would get like these sore throats and like this stuffy nose and like dripping sinuses. And it was just my Vishnu knot untying. I would get coughs and like heart attack symptoms. Not like crazy heart attack symptoms, but when my gata knot was untying, it was insane. Uh, okay. And then food aversions are also really common, especially when you go through your Kundalini activation. It's super, super normal to enjoy eating meat and then hate it or vice versa. Um, and to like really change your relationship with food to not want refined sugar, processed foods, to want fresh foods and things like that, because you will notice the different vibration at least subconsciously in these foods i actually have a little story time about that but i'm going to save it to the end and get you through this list you're willing to let go of all that doesn't serve you no matter how painful it is to do so which is a hard one it's a really hard one you've stopped fearing death because you know that this is just one of many ways that you will experience your own consciousness and there are many places to go and incarnate or experience the universe and consciousness after this life. Your worldview has completely shifted. Your energy levels are changing and so is, so is your sleep schedule. So you might find that you're very lethargic, very tired, that things take more energy. It's because when your soul awakens, when or rather when you awaken to your own higher self, a higher dimension of consciousness, you become a higher vibrational part of yourself right you tap into more of your higher dimensional being self and it feels very very dense on this planet there are times in the awakening where you will feel like you're like lugging yourself around it's because you're clearing out all of that dense energy within and around you in your auric field and it can feel very very heavy which makes you lethargic and your sleep schedule you oftentimes in um phase one and two, you will sleep a lot more. You will require a lot more sleep. And in phase three of the Kundalini awakening, you will need very, very less sleep. Um, I don't think that was proper English. You won't need as much sleep. You might sleep like four to six hours. Um, this is not permanent. Uh, it's just your body is doing so much. There's so much high vibrational energy moving through you in the third phase that you're like, you're wired almost definitely as a Taurus rising was not my most fond part of that experience I love my sleep and it was not miserable but it wasn't my favorite you have an aversion to negative or toxic people and environments so again this is not that there's a hierarchy or that this is some angelic evangelical Christian superiority complex that people are saying on TikTok it's that people who are constantly complaining and in a negative state do on a hertz scale vibrate more densely and lower than people who are at peace and seeking enlightenment so you will become very aware of that and you might find that you're spending less time with people who are not healing themselves conversely the 21st sign is that you do stop trying to change people you recognize that people are on their own journey. It doesn't make anyone less or better than the other. And you stop trying to change them. And then the final sign is you let the universe guide you and you stop looking for external approval. And this kind of happens near more so the end of your awakening. You're not going to look for approval from a society or people who don't understand you and your life path. You're going to seek that from within. And just because you're taking signs from the universe doesn't mean you're not creating your reality you're still going to take the aligned action but you're going to listen to your gut and your intuition to know what that aligned action is meant to be so those are the signs that you're going through an awakening there are several signs so they're just like 
a couple that, well, several that I think will be most relevant to all of you. In terms of, I forget what story I was going to tell you guys. Maybe it's just not relevant. Maybe I just end it here. I actually think this episode is getting, yeah, decently long. I think it's hitting the hour mark at this point. So maybe I save the story for another time. Um, But I really do hope that this was informational for you. I really, really hope that you're navigating your awakening with ease and with grace and with love and compassion for yourself. It's not necessarily the easiest journey. It's why so many people haven't done it before, but the collective is doing it. You are supported in this. The community here on the podcast is supporting you. Over in our Mads Mess community on Instagram, we are supporting you. So please don't feel like you are alone in this. You are not. And yeah, I'm not sure what episode I'm doing next week. I know I said maybe like a personal one. I really don't know. I might even do the destiny numbers because that was a really, really high vote. And I actually kind of like studying the numerology. So maybe it'll be that. But whatever it is, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next one. So go be your divine self this week. I love you. You got this. Thank you.